Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. And that's it, so let's get on with the show. This episode is for the artist who hasn't quite found their niche just yet. (laughs) Today we're going to go through all of the different things that I have tried, all the different paintings, the different styles, all the things I've tried to make money (laughs) in order to have finally found my niche and why I think it would be a really great thing for you to do as well. And this is coming from someone, mind you, who thought of herself as a jack-of-all-trades. I kind of almost threw in the towel for a while of thinking that, well, I like lettering and then I like canvas art and then I like murals and then all the, all the different things. Maybe I'm not meant to be tied in a box. Maybe, you know, maybe I would get bored of anything. And so having recently found the thing that I love to paint and I'm excited to paint and could probably paint every single day for a really long time, (laughs) I want to talk about my experience of getting there and also the importance of it. Because if we really think about it, if we really dial it back and, you know, get all the cloudiness out of the way (laughs) and we think about, you know, what an art business is, it's basically step one, you know, find your thing, you know, which is painting and what you love to paint. Step two, get really, really, really good at painting that thing. Step three find an audience and a price point where people are saying yes often, and then slowly increase that price as you get better and get busier and all of that. So that that's literally it. That's it. <laughs> so those three steps, again, finding your thing, get really, really good at that thing. So practice, 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 and then find an audience and a price point to where people are saying yes really often that's it. So I know a lot of artists out there are very confused and overwhelmed 
with all the things like video and Pinterest and LinkedIn and just try this, try that, you know, email lists, ads, art shows, and all of that can add to your success. But the basis is what I just said, though, you know, finding your thing, getting really good at that thing, and then finding an audience and learning how to price yourself. That's it. (laughs) That's all of it. And sometimes when I'm feeling really overwhelmed with stuff, because that happens, I do feel overwhelmed quite a bit. I just paint. That's my backup because I know that the better I get and, you know, the more content that I could put out and just the more that I can produce and the more time I spend with a brush in my hand, that is the foundation of everything. It really, really, really is. So if you're out there and you're confused and you're you're listening to this and you're not painting, I invite you to pick up that paintbrush while we're listening and just paint. So, okay, we're going to get into this. Uh, And also, if you're a more experienced artist and you've already found your niche, as I'm going through all of the things that I've painted, I would love if you got a little nostalgic with me and thought of all the things that you have tried to paint before and just all the ways that you've made money and to be a little thankful that we are now here doing the thing and I would also love to hear what you are what that list consists of so if you want to message me I would love to share your story on on Instagram and whatnot and also just to prove that sometimes you have to kiss a lot of frogs in order to find (laughs) your thing because frankly discovering your niche is kind of like finding a husband stick with me here sometimes you have to date and sometimes you got to kiss a lot of people in order to find the one, the one where you're like, okay, you, yes, you'll do that. (laughs) You're, you're my thing. And you know, a lot of people, they find theirs in really early on, which is the same as painting, you know, like there, I have a student right now, Natalie, she's like, I know what I want to paint. I already know. I know the colors. I know my, I know myself. I know this. She's got it. And so I categorize her into the, you know, marrying her high school sweetheart type thing, which I don't know if she did. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. But just for, just for like metaphoric or simile, whatever, um, examples. And so if you have not found your husband in the art world yet, then it's time to just kiss a lot of frogs. (laughs) And so I'm going to go back to high school and talk a little bit about the things that I created in high school. And I want you to go back to go way back to the things that you used to draw as a kid and why. And just, you know, just make a mental note or you can write it down. I have mine written down, which really helps me to just visualize and see all the different things. So I invite you to just do this right along with me. In high school, funny enough, I painted landscapes and don't make fun of me with this, but I painted and I drew, um, Care Bears. So like, I don't, I don't know that I'll share that anywhere else but the podcast, but I remember I had a notebook full of Care Bear drawings and I remember someone found it at one point and made fun of me. And so I never painted or drew a Care Bear after that. Uh, <laughs> but if I'm 
really just being very blunt with this, thinking about painting landscapes and Care Bears back in high school is not that far off to what I'm currently painting. If you happen to not follow me on Instagram, you haven't seen all the glitter clouds and little panda bears and little hippos that I'm painting on the clouds, <laughs> like that's what's happening and it's kind of the same thing in high school, you know, you're just, you're not painting for money. You're painting because you want to. And I think it's so funny as I go through this list, I've noticed how I went away from what I wanted to paint and finally slowly came back to it. And also on this note, my high school slash middle school slash elementary art teacher, it was, I went to a high school I went to a school with just one hallway. It was very, very small. We had one hallway. It started at kindergarten and ended at seniors in high school. And so everybody had the same art teacher. And so as I did, and she commented on something that I posted on Facebook recently. I was like, I feel like I've just found my niche. I love it. And she's like, I could have told you that <laughs> because she was my art teacher back in high school. And so <laughs> I'm like, man, you're so right. When I commented back, I was like, yeah, but if you would have told me that I would be making money using glitter and painting nursery paintings, I would have been like, no, no. <laughs> anyway, okay, so after high school, I went on to college and I did get a painting degree, which, you know, I don't know that anybody really needs that to be a full-time professional artist, but a really good thing that happened in college is I had time to practice. I had time to be taught the correct, I guess, and I'm putting in like parentheses, correct way to do it. And they made me take a printmaking class, a sculpting class, all of these other things. We painted in oils and, and acrylics and all the stuff. And so I got to try out everything and figure out, okay, yep, painting is it. <laughs> I had kind of thought that and I really liked pottery and I really liked that, but yep, painting is my thing. So in college classes, I painted this sort of surrealism, bright, bright colors, overly saturated. And I went back and looked at it and a lot of them had big, colorful clouds in them, <laughs> which was, this was about 10 years ago. Okay. I'm 31 right now. So when I was 21 in college painting this kind of stuff, and then it's, it's sort of got away from all of that, you know, following that I started painting logos because that's what people started asking for. And I was like, whoa, I can make money with this, that this is exactly what I want. I need to make, I'm very business minded as well. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I don't have to tell you that, but um, so I let my business mind take over, which is a little dangerous in this aspect where I made money with it, but I, I didn't paint overly saturated colors anymore for the next several years. I didn't, I didn't use pinks. I didn't use, you know, blues straight from the paint tube. Like it was just, everything just got a little bland and I was painting logos. And then I went into painting animals and landscapes for a popular outdoors company. If you don't know the backstory, if you haven't listened to episode one, I got a job really quickly or I was hired on to um, paint for Bass Pro. And so they, all of their colors were very much hunter green, browns, neutrals, grays, very, very bland colors, not what I was painting in college. And I think about my interview for that. And as I showed him all the stuff that I painted in college, I'm like, look at my awesome clouds. He was probably like, 
okay. <laughs> I was like almost talking myself out of it. Um, so yeah, that for several years I painted very bland colors, but they fit that brand so well. And a lot of people like that brand. And so not say anything about that, but it was just, it was just not me. And then after that, I went on and I started painting wings and that was more of a business mind as well. I saw that people were painting wings in bigger cities. Springfield didn't have a set of wings. And so that's where that came from, but very business minded. And so I painted a monarch butterfly. So started painting more and more wings, a little bit of everywhere. And then I had this idea. I was like, okay, I'm going to paint these wings on canvas and then I'm going to make stickers out of them and then people are going to buy them. So again, another way of trying to make money with my art. <laughs> and it was a decent idea, mostly because I had someone asking for it. Somebody and my, my dad, that was his idea as well. He thought it was just the most ingenious idea that he had thought of. <laughs> and so he really was really pressuring me into making sticker wings. So went through the whole process. I sold one with the person who was asking for it. And then I bought like five and these things were expensive. They were like a hundred dollars per wing set <laughs> to try out and do a bunch of promo stuff with. I never really did a whole lot of promo stuff. I just made a bunch of posts and sold one. I sold one sticker wing set after that. So no. Now I have a bunch of sticker wings in my closet that I might give for gifts for my friend's children. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, but that was just another thing that I tried. I just, yeah, we'll just, it sounds good. Okay, we'll try it. Then got into rainbow animals and so again just kind of going from landscapes animals that I was used to painting for several several years and slowly starting to get out of that and back to I guess you could say my true self or my true style and started painting rainbow animals which was one of the scariest things I had done I guess I had completely forgot that I painted with saturated colors in, co in college and so I started painting, you know, really, really colorful animals and really just trying to do, you know, my thing. And I was so scared of what people would say, what people would say online and if I wouldn't be taken seriously as an artist. And you know, as I'm saying this, it's probably because someone made fun of me for painting Care Bears in high school. And I want to say I was maybe a sophomore in high school when that happened. So it's funny how things can just kind of stick with you. You know, if you're, if you're painting childlike things, it's just not the mature thing to do. You know what I mean? So if you have something that maybe someone has made fun of you for doing or painting or whatnot, maybe revisit that because maybe that happened 15 years ago, like mine, and maybe it doesn't actually matter because when, whenever we're kids, you know, the littlest thing if can happen and it will stay with you for the rest of your life. You know, if someone, I remember someone told me that I had fat fingers on when I was riding the bus one day and I thought that for 10 years and it's just recently I was like, wait, I really don't. I like, they're, they're normal. I have very normal. And I don't know. It's just, it's something like that. So just, I really want you and me and everybody to go back and think of something that somebody has told you back in the day that maybe is just 
BS <laughs> that doesn't, it's not actually real. And maybe we need to revisit it because it, you could be uncovering something that you're maybe hiding like painting Care Bears. <laughs> and, and maybe you, I don't know, just, just re revisit it. You know what it is for you. Dig really deep, maybe make some lists. I don't know. Cause really if I wasn't making this list, I don't think I would have thought deep enough to remember that I painted Care Bears in high school. <laughs> I wish I could find some of them, but there's, I probably burned it <laughs> after someone made fun of me. Okay, so then I went into painting rainbow animals and such, and then big pink cats. <laughs> I did some really pink um, lions and all of that, and it was so much fun, and I loved every bit of it. And then I went into drip lettering and just kind of trying that out because, again, I had made money with lettering before, and so I just really wanted to try the drip thing. And then I even, I remember this past summer, I was like, oh, what if, or maybe it was two summers ago, I don't know, it doesn't matter, but what if I, you know, I made a post on TikTok and I was like, hey, I'll draw your name for $30. Surely, you know, with the biggest following, people will go for it. But no, there's people, their kids are on TikTok and only the kids would want their names. I got a whole lot of people saying, yes, draw my name. Nobody wanted to pay for it. I was like, okay, well, my grand idea, like sticker wings and like all the things. Well, that didn't work. Okay. So again, just throwing things at the wall. And then I, you know, I've done painting classes before. I even have basically made a painting book type thing, spent many of many of many hours on this painting book. And just to realize that my heart is not in teaching painting. It's not, I, although I could talk about how to make money with art all day long, teaching painting is just not my love. But I went through it. I was like, I can make money with this. I can do, you know, so I'm going to make a book. Again, thinking with the business mind, throwing something else at the wall. Although, okay, just to note, if you want some of those pages, I did complete like 15 pages of a how to paint book first draft. So not, not anything worth um, publishing, but you, you get the point across on how to paint. You can go to learn to paint animals.com. That's learn to paint animals.com in exchange for your email. I will then email you some paint book pages for free. So you can learn how to paint stuff. So I turned that situation, although I'm not making a book out of it, or I don't plan to not, not in this style anyway. If, so I'm probably not making a book out of it. I did turn it into an email capture and I am giving it out to people. I've gotten out to many of my friends' kids um, just so they could learn how to paint stuff. Anyway, tried that. <laughs> That's another thing. Then finally, I'm finally here lately, got into painting clouds and then putting animals on the clouds because that was kind of a segue for me to go to go from animals to clouds. I was like, well, maybe people aren't going to accept that I just like to paint clouds. Maybe I need to put an animal in them because people are used to seeing animals from me, which makes no sense, really. If I'm thinking about it now, that makes absolutely no sense. So I started putting animals on the clouds, turned out super cute, and I kind of like the idea of it. But sometimes I just want to paint clouds and people don't care. People are like, okay, great. Yeah, that's fine. And like, people don't really care if there's an animal on it or not. They, they will just, if I love it, people love it. And that's what I want to get across. If you love it, you know, you might get someone that makes fun of you at some point, but that's the thing that's going to sell. So I've gone through 
oh gosh, landscapes to logos to animals to sticker wings to rainbow animals to lettering to making a paint book to animals again to clouds. And now I'm finally adding glitter onto my paintings. By the way, back when I did the pink, um, the pink lions paintings like last year, a year or and a half ago maybe, I bought glitter and I was just too scared to use it. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do this. People won't take me seriously. And that's been the recurring theme through my entire art career is people aren't going to take me seriously if I don't do this thing. Like if, if I really truly do what I want to do, nobody's going to buy it. Everybody's going to write me off and be like, what happened to her? Like she, you know, she was this great artist that are great, but this like artist who could paint all of these professional things. And now she's painting nursery stuff. Like what? But no, that's not what's happening. And I'm so, so, so thankful for it with the response that it's gotten in the past month, I basically used the 31 day challenge to take something that was working and that people, you know, I had a great response to, I lowered the price on it and I've sold every single one of those paintings so far in the 31 challenge. And that's partly because I've gone through this process of finding my thing. And also I've put in the time to get good at it, which is step two. So first off, find find your thing. Step two, get, get good at it. And then three, finding a price point and, you know, having growing an audience to where people are saying yes, and then slowly raising the price. That's the whole art marketing, like, basis. Yes, I'm using video. Yes, I'm posting the LinkedIn. Yes, I'm doing all the things which help, but the basis is all of what I just said, all of that. And I'm going to continue to do this with our upcoming 100-day challenge. Actually, by the time that this airs on Monday, this will be the very first day of our 100-day challenge. And I want to invite you to join us because if you haven't found your niche yet, this is a perfect example or a perfect opportunity for you to try all the different things that you haven't tried before and put in a little bit of practice every day. And if you've already found your thing, great. This is a really good chance for you to be consistent of 100 days of creating for at least 30 minutes per day. That is the only criteria. That's it. And just create for at least 30 minutes per day for 100 days. And again, that's the basis of it. You can do the extra stuff. You can go to artistacademy.co slash challenge to sign up for the email list and you will get updates. And I'll even be featuring some of the, of the artist's artwork sometimes. And you'll get updates as we go along of all the prizes and all of that. Um, and then the second thing is you can go to the Facebook group, which is just facebook.com slash groups slash artist academy. And if you need a little bit of motivation going through the 100 day challenge, then you'll see all the other artists right along with you doing the, th doing the thing and it really helps to just stay motivated. And the other thing is just use the hashtag 100 day challenge. That's it. <laughs> you can, if you tag me in your stories, sometimes I'll reshare it sometimes and I'll see what you're doing and it'll be really cool. <laughs> um, but the basis is just painting 
or creating or photographing or sculpting or printmaking or whatever you want to do, dancing, I don't care, that's the arts too. <laughs> Just be consistent and this is a really good experiment to find your thing, get consistent, and yeah, just, just keep going with this year. I know that January is very much a new year, new me type thing. And then come February 1st, things kind of like the excitement kind of starts to go down. I'm here in the Midwest. The weather is not that great. I'm literally looking outside the window right now and it's raining and it's just blah. But and so having this 100 day challenge starts February 1st, which is today. It's just a really great boost to, you know, reboost like what you were thinking on January 1st, which is just a month ago, and set yourself up for the rest of the quarter and the next 100 days to give you some motivation. And as you're doing this, I want you to go back and think, what did you like to do as a kid? What did what would you like to do as a kid and paint that for your 100 days? So I know everybody's busy. I'm busy. I have a commission. Four, four days a week is what I'm painting, typically five days a week, but mostly four days a week I paint. I'm booked out. Yes, I am busy too, and I'm still going to do this, and I highly encourage you to do that too. We are all busy. However, that 30 minutes that you spent scrolling Instagram could easily be put into creating for 30 minutes and listening to a podcast or a book for inspiration, and I think just that extra 30 minutes can change your year. It really can. This is our third year doing this and it's a really good chance for you to experiment. And by the end of it, if you haven't found your niche yet, <laughs> which I really think that you will, but just keep asking yourself, you know, what is so me? What is so me that it's stupid? <laughs> because you know, your tastes and your favorite color and the things you like to eat and just all of that is so very you and your art is the same way. What is so you? I have a really good friend. Her name's Renee and we are polar opposites, but sometimes I'll, <laughs> I make a note when she does this, but anytime I go and I'm like, hey, we're about to do this. I'm so excited, whether it's art or life or home stuff or whatever. She just looks at me and she's like, that is so you. And and I'm like, oh, I guess it is. I kind of thought everybody would love this, but no, like I love pink. She loves black. <laughs> we are very different. And she just looks at me like, that is so you. I'm so happy for you. I will never do that, but I am glad you do you girl. <laughs> so when you're painting, what is something you could paint that your friends would say that is so you, that your family would say that's so you, that's awesome. Find that thing <laughs> and start our 100-day challenge, which starts today. And if you're hearing this a couple days down the road, or if you need a break from the 31-day challenge, take it. That's okay. You're just starting a couple days late, which is totally fine. So just add it up or add it on to the end of the 100-day challenge. So when we all stop at 100, maybe be like, oh, well, I need to go to like 102 because I, I heard the episode late or I really needed a break or whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm literally making up these rules, guys. <laughs> I'm making it up as I go and I'm doing them because they benefit me. And so I highly encourage them, you to do them because I know it will benefit you and you're going to inspire so many people if you do something for 100 days oh god the majority of people can't do the same thing can't go to the gym five days a week or can't do the same thing seven days a week all week they just can't 
But if you can do this, if you can paint for 30 minutes every single day for 100 days, you are going to inspire so many people, your sister, your neighbor, people that just watch you that pretend you don't even exist, who just like your stuff, but never comment. Like those people are still going to watch you do this thing and they will be inspired by you and it will be a chain reaction. So help me start this chain reaction that starts today. Okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to go paint and glitter something. So... All right, I cannot wait to see what you create. Have a great week. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 60,000 as a thank you for helping us grow this Artist Academy community. And speaking of community, if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media, just head over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy, and I will see you next week.